0: Good morning. It's Monday, the 4th of June, 2018. Welcome back to Autonomous Cars with Mark Hogue, the first and only regularly updated podcast in the world dedicated entirely to autonomous cars. Today, not episode 36, but rather, if you remember, we're actually doing part two of episode 34, which aired last week. The second part of which was pushed back to this week, Because I was able to attend last week a presentation by the noted Professor Daniel Sperling, his new book, The Three Revolutions, The Convergence of Automation, Electrification, and uh, Carpoolification, if you will. Really fascinating presentation. I am hugely uh, thrilled that I was able to attend, uh, about which I gave a nice overview in our previous episode, which aired on Friday. I have to say, if there's one episode on this podcast that you listen to, make it that one. I genuinely believe it's the most fascinating one that uh, I've had the chance to do so far in these uh, nearly four months of doing this podcast. So do give it a listen. But today, indeed, we are going back to episode 34, part two, in which we discuss the gradual rollout of autonomous cars, which I believe to be more akin to... Uh, Star Trek transporters. Bear with me; you'll see what I mean. Uh, Waymo makes an astonishing additional purchase of 62,000 Chrysler Pacificas to join their autonomous car fleet, and SoftBank dumps a whopping two and a quarter billion dollars into GM's self-driving car unit, Cruise Automation, based here in San Francisco. All this right now. Let's dive in. So I think that autonomous car tech is going initially to ramp up with the greatest acceleration in the commercial space, followed secondly by adoption in the sort of consumer passenger space. So I say this, of course, somewhat tongue in cheek, but for those of you who grew up with Star Trek and even those of you who did not, you're certainly well aware, I'm sure, of the... Uh, ubiquitous technology of transporters, which convert matter into pure energy and zip you along from A to B. Now, in Star Trek's uh, future history, as it were, uh, transporters were rolled out, first of all, with applications solely in the commercial space, where sort of goods and stuff generally would be transported, but not humans. Obviously, not so bad if your shipment of fruits and vegetables get lost mid Energy, transit, uh, not so good if your human passengers get turned into vegetables or worse along the way. So I think that this is what we're going to see. Initially, the uptake uh, will be, I think, greater in the commercial space. Certainly, we've seen a lot of progress being made on commercial trucking, utilizing autonomous technologies. There's auto, there's Starsky Robotics. There's quite a few, right? And of course, Tesla, too, taking a stance, rolling out their um, uh, Tesla uh, big rig truck. Uh, so I, I think it's an important discussion to understand why this is going to be the case. I mean, on the one hand, don't get me wrong. I, I'm still a huge believer that we need to continue to fast track the rollout of autonomous tech for humans, for passengers. Uh, this of course being the biggest selling point with respect to safety. On the other hand, um, I, I see the huge value of course in commercial application for, uh, autonomous technology. The, the downside of course is what it's going to mean for the countless humans who rely on truck driving jobs to make a living. So if I'm not mistaken here in the United States, at least, uh, truck driving is the number one employment for Americans. Um, I think it's something like, I don't recall the numbers off the top of my head. Sorry. I want to say something like 700,000 to a million truck drivers in the U S. Um, this is a really huge thing, um, and obviously the idea of putting out all these people you know, out of work, this is a really terrifying thing. Now, obviously, I know a lot of you are going to say, yeah, but Mark Holland, we've had, we've had uh, technological uh, revolutions in the past, which put many, many people out of work, and yeah, I know, and, I, and I've said the same thing, but I think this might be a little bit different. Um, I think this is going to be more disruptive, meaning it's going to affect more people, over a much smaller period of time. So, yeah, it's true. We no longer have, I don't know, uh, you know we don't have as many blacksmiths necessary to take care of the hooving of horses in cities. That's true. Um, but, but this happens sort of more gradually, I guess, right? I mean, the, the automobile didn't roll out overnight. It kind of occurred over, what, 30 years or so. I think what's going to happen is autonomous trucking... Um, well, yeah, autonomous trucking, so autonomous technology in the commercial space, that's going to actually ramp up really, really quickly. So that's going to start to displace a lot of people from employment very, very quickly. So many more people over a much shorter period of time. I would say five to 10 years max. Uh, And that's a pretty scary thing when you suddenly end up with this huge just massive unemployment pool, right? That, that's just really bad for them. It's really bad for society as a whole. So there really needs to be something done about it. Now, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, companies like Starsky Robotics, for instance, they're trying to find a really neat interim solution. Um, they are going to enable these mostly autonomous trucks to be remotely controlled. So kind of... the drone trucks as it were so they will be essentially fully automated on the freeway stretches of the journeys uh really it's just the first and last mile that will require humans to take over uh who will in any event be watching over the entire journey as well just for added safety so this idea of course designed to enable the truck drivers to make you know to keep their jobs only this time instead of being behind the actual wheel of the truck they will be remote Operators, Uh, So so I think that's a really great interim solution. Obviously, I think down the road, this will be unnecessary once trucks are fully level five. No human required at all. Of course, that's the end game. It's the optimal endpoint, right? Um, But yeah, let me know what you think uh, about the the rollout. So I I guess what I'm trying to say, if I was to kind of graph this on a piece of paper, I would say the initial acceleration of rollout of of, of automated tech generally is going to be fast-tracked, first of all, with commercial use, um, after which, a little bit after which, there's going to be an accelerated uh, adoption in the consumer space as well, passengers, car ownership, and so on, and especially carpooling usage, fully automated. This is going to roll out more, grad, uh, more quickly after the commercial adoption. So yeah, let me know what you think on this um, and we can discuss more of it in the future. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. All right, so these next two segments, largely related to one another, let's dive in and talk about Waymo. They've just announced a staggering 100X increase to their Chrysler Pacifica minivan uh, autonomous car fleet. They've just finalized a 62,000 vehicle purchase from Fiat Chrysler to expand this fleet. This will be used not only for their Phoenix ride-hailing program, but also finally back on their home turf in California, specifically the San Francisco Bay Area, they're going to roll out ride-hailing there as well. What's really interesting about this, though, it's not so much just the sheer number of vehicles, but actually it's the, the 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 business strategy going forward. One of the one of the criticisms that Fiat Chrysler and Sergio Marchiona have received generally is that they haven't really been putting enough uh, emphasis into hybrid and electric vehicles, and indeed even autonomous vehicles. Well, now it turns out that they're willing to do some licensing deals, and so is Waymo. The idea is that Waymo, of course, will continue to develop and roll out uh, autonomous car tech using these Chrysler vehicles. But moreover, they're going to finally license out their autonomous car tech to all of Chrysler vehicles uh, so that they can all have this stuff baked in from the factory. This is a pretty incredible thing, and frankly, it's the first I've heard of, it's the, the first I can certainly think of off the top of my head about such a licensing play being put to uh, to the real world. I've often suggested that I think this is the Uh, The direction that Apple is going to go, as un as it sounds, Apple obviously not really known for licensing stuff to anybody. Um, It looks like they're not really going to be building their own car. So the logical next option, of course, is to license out whatever hardware or software technology they develop for self-driving cars to to other companies around the world. So anyway, really interesting news this. And um, as I say, very related now to the third and final segment of this podcast episode, Uh, SoftBank. So SoftBank uh, just announced a staggering two and a quarter billion dollar investment into GM's Cruise Automation. Now, if you remember, uh, Cruise Automation was a startup. They went through Y Combinator, the startup incubator uh, in Silicon Valley. GM uh, eventually essentially acquired them by investing 1.1 billion dollars and they've really been kind of at the forefront of fast-tracking autonomous car tech. You, For those of you living in the San Francisco Bay Area, specifically in San Francisco itself, you may have seen by now quite a few times, as I have seen, um, these awesome plucky little Chevy Bolt electric vehicles driving around, all sort of kitted out with lidar, impossible to miss. Honestly, if you see them on the street, you'll know it when you do. Uh, driving around the streets of San Francisco, really incredible things these. Um, but yeah, so now SoftBank has invested yeah two and a quarter billion dollars. This, of course, to continue fast-tracking the development and indeed the rollout of these vehicles. Uh, you may have seen that Cruise Automation was the company which put out a really fantastic image of what a Level 5 Chevy Bolt cruise automation car would look like, namely no steering wheel no steering wheel, and no, uh, I was going to say gas pedal. We've got to stop saying gas pedals for electric cars. Let's call them go pedals. Uh, no go pedal, no stop pedal. Uh, really exciting to see this. Obviously, it would be nice to see a more thoroughly fleshed-out interior rather than simply the deletion of a steering wheel and pedals, as it were. But uh, in any event, this... <laughs> This is just an astonishing amount of cash. I mean, this now brings it to over three billion dollars. So very exciting to see what you know where they go with this in the coming years ahead. All right. Well, there you have it. Um, I think that's going to be a wrap for today. After several rather lengthy episodes, I hope you won't mind a somewhat shorter episode to the usual fifteen minutes. Um, But uh, as always, thank you so much for listening. Please be sure to share this with your friends and colleagues. And of course... Reviews leave me, uh, especially on Apple's iTunes podcasts, very much appreciated indeed. Uh, as a reminder, if you're listening on Anchor.fm, you can always leave me a voicemail. I promise to get back to you. You can reach out to me on Twitter at Mark Hogue, And of course, on LinkedIn, you can find me there as well. But uh, without further ado, have a wonderful next couple of days. I promise to loop back on Wednesday for episode, uh, yep, it will be 36, finally. Um, again, thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful couple of days. Until next time, bye-bye.